Welcome into the Siouxland Sports Insider College Podcast. Uh, our segment here is sponsored by Firehouse, downtown on 4th Street. Docks Warehouse right next door. Um, go check it out this weekend. Uh, they'll have some food sitting out there. Hawkeye games on. Um, and uh, uh, also Nebraska um, playing this weekend at 2.30 as well, hosting uh, Northwestern at home. And uh, Mitch's Iowa State segment is sponsored by Size Locker Room. And uh, my Hawkeye um, segment sponsored by the Black and Gold Shop. And uh, Mitch, um, halfway through the season now, and things are starting to shape a little bit. And before we went on here, we were talking about future schedules and stuff. And, uh, you know, I know my Hawkeye team, they they don't – the end zone's always a long ways away for our offense. But our defense continues to play well. Uh, special teams continues to play well. You just – you either buy in or you don't watch, I guess. I'm, I'm all for Iowa continuing to win. They win in a different way. Um, and then just the maturation from Iowa State's been impressive to me um, from early in the season. And, uh, you know, you just laid some news on me that, uh, you know, they have 25 freshmen and sophomores, um, you know, in the, on their roster. So, you know, they a lot of room to continue to improve there. And Iowa State's got a real nice shot at still – uh, the conference championship game is available and a nice bowl game too, Mitch. Yeah, and we take on uh, this week uh, bye. I don't know if you've ever heard of yeah, them. Yeah, yep. Should be a tough matchup. No, we're on a bye week this week. Uh, Iowa State is, and you know I, I think it's a it comes at a good time. You know you 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 would have sat in front of me and I would talk to you about the the Cyclones after the Ohio game, and I'm like, hey, there's promise. I'm I'm still a fan, uh, but I'm I wasn't super. Pleased with what I saw on, on any side of the ball. Our defense, I thought, has been playing really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, just the maturation of them going week in and week out. You got thumped by Oklahoma. I get it. 50-20. to 20. Oklahoma was a darn they're, good they're team. They're going to do that to a lot of teams. Um, yeah. But just what they've been able to do since then in Big 12 play, um, getting wins and you know going on the road against the Cincinnati team where we didn't know what it was yeah. going to be like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, just the maturity out of a lot of the young guys that, that came into play. Um, I feel like the, the playbook's starting to come together. Um, different guys are starting to find their role. You know, you know Jalen Knoll had a, had a game where – didn't get targeted a lot in the receiving aspect, but uh, made a huge play, a couple huge plays in uh, special teams. Uh, and then Jaden Higgins comes along, and, and he's played extremely well for, for Iowa State so far. Had, you know, I think over 150 receiving yards. Uh, and, you know, he's he's starting to become one of Rocco's favorite targets. A freshman, Ben Brommer. Um, yeah, I really a, like that kid. Done a really good job. Him down and, the road at Pierce, Nebraska, he's from. Him and Rocco have uh, – you know, are on the preseason, uh, or the mid part of the season, uh, freshman All American uh, list with with how well they've been playing and just you know running backs with committee with Sanders and Norton and Sama even coming yeah. on, mm-hmm. just uh, played really well. I think you know going into next week against Baylor, uh, we'll see how this B- Baylor team plays this week, but a team that I think defensively they can definitely attack mm-hmm. and offensively they can move the ball on and just growing and maturing as uh as a team has been really special and you know ever since matt campbell kind of got yelled at by that one odd fan in ohio it's kind of really turned the course and you know it's it's always a roller coaster ride watching yeah. any of these two teams as closely as we do but uh you know i'm, I'm excited with where they're sitting yeah. at right now four and three going into 
um, you know, into our bye week. I would have loved to be five and two, but yeah, you know, it is what it is, and I, th- I think we're able to to move on and keep going. But you know, we we sit on on a bye week, and I can ponder it as much as I yeah. want. I'm I'm not. Yeah. Don't have to be nervous for a game on no, Saturday. You so watch I'm, I'm everybody just, beat up everybody else. I'm sitting back and relaxing. I will be keeping an eye though on uh, North Northwestern Nebraska. I'll do a little bit of the Nebraska segment for Garrett here today. Yeah. Um, I'll be uh, a Husker fan for for the day. Coming in as a 12 point favorite, I don't. I like it um, just because Vegas, you know, always knows something that we don't. It seems sure. like, yeah. and moving in the right direction, Nebraska is after that, uh, that ugly loss to Michigan. Um, just let them kind of run all over them. Michigan's number two team in the country for a reason. Yeah. Who knows if they were stealing signs? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Come back and play against Illinois, and defensively, I thought did a really good job because they made an Illinois team that has won against Maryland. Yeah. Look pedestrian man. it was yeah. it was they looked horrible yeah and that defense yeah. played extremely well um offensively i would have loved to seen some more points only 20 uh you know especially with where your offense got the ball um sputtered out with some drives yeah, need to some extend those yeah. uh it can't happen against northwestern because we talked about before the podcast started these games against northwestern always are close we we track yeah. it back to last year yeah. the weird onside kick the game in ireland yeah. it just nothing made sense in that game and you yeah. end up losing 31 28 yeah. by three points yeah. you know you go back and look at these these matchups in the last couple of years it's <clears throat> games that nebraska hasn't been able to win and so far they haven't been super successful on the road but they've won games at home this game's at home. Take yeah. care of business. Yeah. Come out. Leave no doubt. Defensively, I think um, this Northwestern team isn't able to run the ball. Don't even let them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I would be, if I'm a Nebraska fan, I want to see 80 or below for rushing yards for Northwestern. Make them throw. Let your corners do what they got to do. Drop guys in coverage and just go and attack the football. Win the turnover battle. Be smart on offense. Hold on to the football when you're running it. Um, and I, I think it's it's going to be a recipe for for Nebraska to have a, a nice win, in a win where I think this week they're looking at it. And I know we said Northwestern not, Nebraska games are close, but I think by the time third quarter rolls around, midway through the third quarter, fans are kind of sitting back, going, "All right, what are we doing after for for the tailgate?" Because Nebraska is going to be up comfortably. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- I think this is the first game that Matt Rule has in his his tenure at Nebraska where they play a Big Ten school, where they're able to sit back and go, yeah, we this is a team that put together a full four quarters of football, and they, it really showed um, this week. But, you know, and you look at Nebraska's schedule, we talked about schedules moving on. This this team, we started out 0-2, and we're looking, we're scratching our heads going, what is this team? And, and they've rattled off, and they've won three of their last four games. And now sit at a position where if they keep going the way they're going, they're going to end up six and six and make a bowl game. Uh, definitely not something I thought was going to be able to happen, especially after that Colorado game. Uh, but what the maturity that they've had, they've gone through some injuries too. And just the guys that they've been able to perform defensively, I think has been the stronghold for all three of our teams, Iowa, Iowa state and Nebraska. And it just seems like the offense slowly but surely for all of our teams are starting to figure it out some a little bit quicker than others uh and and nebraska as long as i think if you have sims and sims plays for the rest of the year and is your starter i'm fine with it but he's got to be on a tight leash just with the, the amount of times that he can turn the ball over um i think with you going and you have a backup that's able to come in and play as well as he is 
um, with Hayden Harburg or Henrich Harburg. Um, you know, the game against Illinois, he had a pick, um, 154 yards and was 50% completion, not where you wanted to see him at, at offensive, uh, statistically as a standpoint, um, completion percentage, uh, 52 or 58. Uh, but then you go to the, the turnovers and one touchdown to four interceptions to four touchdowns to two interceptions. So it takes care of the ball a little bit more, um, and, but just isn't that big of an asset when it comes to the running game. So like, it's kind of a pick your poison in the backfield. Just with the running backs, you have Grant has to take care of the ball, and I think for Nebraska to be successful has to have a 100 yards rushing a game mm-hmm. from here on out. Um, and that, that falls on the offensive line and that falls on Grant himself on uh, the play calling. But this team has – you have Northwestern, Purdue, Michigan State, and who knows what Michigan State team you're going to get. Yeah. Maryland, who's shown that they can play with really good competition and play down to some bad competition. Yeah. Wisconsin, who's now without their starting quarterback, and then to finish the season out against Iowa, who you beat last year, and is one more hospital bill away from being a completely deceased of a team. Mm-hmm. But you have to win the games in front of you that you're able and are supposed to win like a game this weekend against Northwestern. I think they put all the pieces together, Marty. I think it's an easy win for the Huskers. Yeah, very well could be. There's one red flag that I I just can't avoid because I've been looking at all these NCAA stats, and uh, Nebraska is 127th in the country in turnover margin at minus 7. So – that's to me. That's the only way Northwestern can be in this game Saturday, is if they do have a few takeaways. But Nebraska needs to be able to value the football and uh, not have all these turnover issues because that's stalling out some drives. And uh, I'm I'm with you, man. Their 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 run defenses look spectacular, uh, minus the Michigan game. So, going to be an interesting game in Lincoln. Um, I'm in agreement with you though. I think they do prevail over Northwestern. Hawks taking on a familiar foe in the, the battle for a, I believe it's a pig, is it not? Floyd or Rosedale. You Floyd or Rosedale. And, and a Minnesota team that I I cannot figure out yeah. for the life of me. I know, you know, PJ Fleck um, is always going to have his, his troops ready. I just, with... Kellek Manis in, and you, you don't have your workhorse at tailback um, with Mo Ibrahim yeah. graduating. Load, yeah. I, I don't know what type mm. of offensive challenge that Minnesota gives to Iowa, mm-hmm. um, but I do know the challenge that Iowa's defense gives to Minnesota with being arguably one of the best defenses in the country. Uh, you're starting to get a lot more production out of your front, your front line getting to the quarterback getting pressures, and then that the linebackers, and especially that secondary with Gene Castro and Wampa, um, is basically a no-fly zone. Flip it over to the special team side with Troy Taylor, and, you know, that man hits bombs with his leg and pins these guys back deep. Your offense doesn't have to do much and really hasn't, to this point, responded to do much, but you still sit with one loss on your on your record yeah. and really in the driver's seat for the Big Ten West. Yeah, you know, it's all the offense. It's been a struggle. I, I'm not going to go into detail on it, but numerous injuries. Obviously, uh, you know, play calling is always in question, uh, just the way things are set up. But this team continues to win. They believe in each other. 
play for each other. Um, yeah, and the defense, I mean, I'm to the point now where one of my favorite parts of the game is um, just watching that field position flip. Because if you get a 60-yard punt out of Torrey Taylor and it's down inside the 10, um, you know, you hold them down there. They're going to punt it back to Cooper. And, you know, if he gets room, he'll at least bring it back 10, 12 yards. And, you know, I look for another house call or two yet before the end of the season uh, from him. But uh, offensively, uh, absolutely, I mean, we're running out of tight ends. So uh, a couple weeks ago, the, the mantra was we need to get the receivers involved. Well, I'm here to tell you that's about all you got left. And, you know, I don't have a problem with the backs receiving out of the backfield. I think there's some things you can do with motion um, on uh, in the slot uh, to free up some receivers. But you, you have to have an element of the passing game in order for the running game to be successful. But having said that, I, I think there's been great incremental progress with the offensive line um, because these teams are, you know, they're pressing the line of scrimmage. And these, the offensive line is going to feel like they're blocking 13 guys sometimes. So, you know, they're doing a great job up front as best as they can do. And, uh, you know, it, it's just – it's a thing where you're riding your defense, your special teams, and, uh, you know, your offense needs to move the chains a little bit. And then, uh, you know, Torrey Taylor will handle the rest. But, um, yeah, Iowa, three-and-a-half-point favorite, and the total – 31 and a half Woo. Um, at home Saturday. So um, should be, uh, you know, I, I'm projecting a low scoring rock fight, which it'll probably be. And uh, I like Iowa um, at home 17 to 7 um, this weekend over Minnesota. So um, Iowa's, uh, you know, needs a win. They got the bye following that. They can get healthy, uh, get a few guys back, and hopefully. Um, the the November 4th game uh, against uh, Northwestern. Noah Shannon's back in the mix here on the D-line, Mitch. Yeah, and I like uh, – not that I'm going to add a player prop or anything to it, but I like LaShawn Williams, uh, 25 carries, 175 yards, and a touchdown last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that 15-20 to 20 yeah. carry, yeah. Um, I, I do want to see Deacon Hill throw it more than 10, yeah. 11 times, and especially yeah, for more than 30 yards. Yeah. Uh, but for Iowa to be successful offensively, the, the progress that the offensive line makes, if you're in that 15 to 25 range for LaShawn Williams rushing, mm-hmm. and especially mm-hmm. if he does get over 100 yards or more, um, I guarantee you he breaks one and gets into the end zone, uh, which is going to be huge. Uh, and then, you know, for the defensive side, if, if they limit the short fields and, you know, I, it's been a kind of a staple for Iowa's offense is to take the air out of the ball. And they really have done that. I mean, you know, 30, I mean, there's a punter that had more passing yards than Iowa's offense did yeah. last week. Still won. So like, I, it doesn't, I mean, Iowa and the Ferentz family doesn't care if it's ugly. Hey, mm-hmm. we're six and one. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can say it's ugly all you want, but yeah. we put a winning product on the field. Yeah. I don't care how, how bad it looks, but we put a winning product on the field and in order for them to do that, they're going to have to take the air out of the ball again. And I think doing that on the ground is going to be huge for them. Uh, you know, I think even getting Hill involved in the rushing game, he's not a dynamic runner, but he's such a big load that I think if you can get him in 
to some bootlegs like bootlegs. how you wanted yeah. how you wanted uh, McNamara to play Those it. three or four yards. Let taken. him go get some yards. Yeah, yeah. let him get yeah. comfortable into the offensive set. I mean, granted, I know uh, as an Iowa fan, you want to see the ball go down the field, but even getting him comfortable and doing yeah. some five-yard yeah. sets, some slants, some ins, some yeah. outs, a couple yeah. whip routes, different things like that, getting your receivers involved with easy catches and easy throws on the offensive side of the yeah. ball. Um, and really setting tempo to start the game is going to be huge because this defense is going to do what it's been doing all, all year long, and, and they're going to limit this offense. And, you know, I think with Castro's had such a good year just because DeGene's on the other side. Yeah. And when you have the safety net of a athletic freak as Wampa in the middle mm-hmm. just kind of playing all over the place, yeah. uh, you just have to have solid linebackers. And, hey, guess what? You have one of the best linebackers in not just the Big Ten but in all of football in Higgins and – it, it's just yeah, a, he, a recipe. He's number two in the country at 87 tackles. Pretty it's pretty amazing. It's a recipe for Iowa football, and that's yeah. just how they've been able to win. And, again, like I said, it, it's not Pac-12 SEC football where we're putting right. up 40 it's points not. a game. But if if you love the old school, old school like, and you yeah. have statistical analysis yeah. uh, on how a defense is supposed to play, like this defense plays NFL-style defense. It's just a hard, hitty uh, defense. If you watch how these corners, especially the linebackers, tackle. Yeah. yeah. Granted, you might complete a five-yard pass on these corners, mm-hmm. but that's it. It's five yards and your tackle. Yeah, it's no, not an arm no tackle that's missed. Yeah. And they play so well into the the margins, the hidden margins. And you talk about the special teams wise with um, Tory Taylor. When when you can flip field position on one punt, one play, yeah. and you let your yeah. defense go out there and you know they're going to get a three and out, your mm-hmm. offense has to be licking their chops. I mean, granted, even if they're not able to move the ball very far, they're still going to be able to get you into field goal range. Yeah. And then barring yeah. a penalty, they can even come down and, and extend the drive and score. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, Iowa, I think, is offensively a couple – plays away offensively from from making this team a shoe-in for the Big Ten championship game. I don't want to say anything too yeah, soon because yeah. a lot of things can happen. Yeah. Uh, but just with how good their other two phases of the game is, it's so hard to count them out of any game. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's honestly really hard to bet the over in any yeah. other games they're in just because their defense is so darn good. Yeah. Um, okay. I would I would take Iowa points and the under in this one. I think it's going to be kind of like you said, like 17-7 kind of a feel to it. Um, and I mean, I was just going to collect another trophy to put in their trophy case for this year. Yeah. Um, you know, and let, let's hope that happens. I know injury wise, just like every other team, uh, you know, they're hurting at certain positions, but, uh, get a win and enjoy that bye week. So appreciate everybody joining us. Uh, thanks again to firehouse and docs downtown. Go check them out. Saturday college football, Sunday NFL, and special thanks to size locker room in the black and gold shop. And uh, thanks to Mitch for joining me, and we'll talk to you folks again next week.